Welcome back to the parking lot. Uh, I am Kyle, and I'm here with Logan and Austin today. Sue's feeling a bit under the weather, um, but this today is our big board podcast. We're recording this the weekend before the draft, so a couple days before. We're going to go down picks. We're going to go 1 through 15 to the lottery. Um, so hang out with us, get some analysis, have some laughs. Um, yeah, let's dive right into it. seven guys the parking lot welcome back yeah it's episode seven yeah crazy it's yeah. gone by really fast honestly it's coming together yeah it's awesome and we've been kind of working towards this one for a little while now putting our big boards together refining our big boards i know i made an amendment or two last night watching a few more videos and so this one's gonna be fun i'm, I'm really excited about this one we're a couple days out of the draft um, and keep in mind, there's a difference between mock drafts, how we think the draft's going to unfold, and big boards. And these are our big boards, our personal rankings. Um, we've actually done these for a few years. I, I looked back at my 2018 big board that we made. I don't uh-huh. know if you guys remember that. Yeah, I, I do. I read my blurb on Luka Doncic, who I regretfully, <laughs> regretfully had it for. I don't know what I was thinking. I I liked the kid. I remember like. When I first watched highlights, Austin and I used to work together, and I'm like, dude, this this kid's different. He's different. I still had him behind Bagley. I'm just as bad as the Kings. But <laughs> in my analysis, because I remember, remember he was like flirting with Jennifer Aniston on on Instagram or something. Like he was like, yeah, oh, yeah, like, that, that was like his celebrity America. crush. Yeah, his celebrity uh-huh. crush. So I I did say if he ever if he ever gets with Jennifer Aniston, the sky's the limit. So I'm not I'm not sure if that ever happened, but I have a little like validation that I uh, I gave myself a little a little out clause there in case. But I mean those Euro guys, I mean those guys are hard to pin down. Let's just be honest. There's like <laughs> there is no easy way. We've had set, we've there's been terrible takes and there's been amazing ones. So I mean uh, I, I feel like there's no like can you really blame anyone like for not taking Luka Doncic first? You know it's like ah, you never know. So a lot of people had him there. It's tough. I had I had Michael Porter Jr. looking back on it, so that's looking okay. But I don't know. These are fun. These are these are fun. So this kind of just was making me think as we've been talking, and I know we didn't discuss this before jumping on here and recording, but it'd be kind of fun to talk about maybe some prospects like in the past that we were like really high on and ended up being super super talented, and maybe like our prospect that we look back on like. Man, I was so off on this guy. Yeah, I don't know sure. if you guys have like someone like that just for fun, just to kind of give a, I don't know, make us make us think a little bit as we jump into big boards with the draft coming up. I because I say that because I was looking at a mock draft from last year, and it was funny how like I mean it really was like we kind of knew exactly where these guys were gonna fall. Like we the knew like one and two, year, two and three. Yeah, it was it was pretty accurate to how it how it actually unfolded right yeah it really was i mean like the suns really messed it up with cam johnson at 11 like i saw on one of these mock drafts like he was 30 he was the last one of the last picks of the first round so i mean there there was some stuff but for the most part especially in that top 10 it was pretty like we knew exactly how which is not how this is going to go as suns fans if you're listening and and you see desmond bain's name go 10 don't be surprised if you see (laughs) literally any name if they're a good shooter like 
they can go ten. Twenty one and a half, you know. They're not this they're not the eighteen and a half year old prospects Absolutely. like they used to be in Phoenix. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I will say so, I base some of my big board on how I previously ranked guys, which I'm sure a lot of people do. But yeah. I've told I've told you guys before, I bought in on the Marquis Chris hype. Really, yeah, really you loved him. You really I, were excited. When I was got him. so excited by just like the raw, like intangibles, his leaping abilities, athleticism, and I remember watching most of his highlights because he was a one and done at Washington, right? And it was a lot yeah. of put back uh-huh. dunks, a lot of alley oops, and like blocks. And when I see guys, and I, I'll, I'll tease my board a little bit here. Well, I'm not teasing much because he's not on there. But I watched Patrick Williams, and I saw the same <laughs> highlights. And I, I, I feel bad because I think Patrick Williams is a much more complete player. But I'm like, oh, their whole highlight reel is putbacks and, like, a couple transition blocks. I just flash, you know, like, red lights, massive red flags. I just think of Marquise Chris. So. That is so funny. Is there someone that you have looked back on? I, I can think of a couple things for you, Kyle, but is there someone specifically that you look back on and you're like, man, I was so right about that guy. I couldn't have been more right. He's dead on. Yeah, I I mean, I've disparaged myself a little bit on a couple of these guys, but I've done better with point guards. I, I, I really, yeah. really feel good about where I put Shai Gilders Alexander. That's exactly the one I was thinking of, dude. You yeah. were so, so – for months, for yeah. months, you were talking about Shai and – I remember you were dying for the Suns to take him, and it just didn't work out that way. But yeah, he was yeah right you, you loved him. Yeah, that was a that was a good one, and I don't know, just I feel like I can evaluate point guards a little bit better. So hopefully that that continues this year. But what about you guys? Who are some some guys in past drafts that you I was, feel, I was, feel bad about? Yeah, I was trying to think. Logan, did you have anyone that came to mind? I was I was trying to like look back and think a little bit. I don't know if there was. Um, anyone that I've like really um someone that I like was like really high on that like has just like panned out I guess it's like a general generic one if basically if I see an Alabama point guard and this is probably a little preview to this year as well (laughs) if I see an Alabama point guard that just runs fast I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I basically, like, I feel like we've seen the same player come out of Alabama that does the same thing I for, like, know. three or four years in a row. So, I, we're gonna I mean, Colin Sexton. Um, <laughs> and then Darius Garland wasn't, you know, he didn't come out of there. He was kind of like Vanderbilt. And, and we could still see, like, he could still be something. But, like, uh-huh. like maybe it's just watching him and Colin Sexton both playing Cleveland and it's kind of just like eh. yeah so just un- but, untapped small guard potential but they're fast yeah. it's like this yeah caveat. exactly like that kind of player like for me like I remember like Colin Sexton was one like I remember we were in, in Vegas um yeah around the NCAA tournament for March Madness I remember watching uh-huh. him and like everyone was like oh dude, this kid's gonna be so good and I just remember watching him just like are you guys not saying what I'm saying? Like, all, yeah. like, all you can do is run. Like, he just drives with the, his right hand. He's pretty one-dimensional, right? Yeah. That, that was so, fun being in Vegas for that because we were able to, like, really break down guys, like, real-time in the, in, in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And I, I missed yeah, that I was, this year. I know. I was bummed I missed that because like, you, guys, you, guys, you guys had so many insights on players going into that year where just because you've seen them all play in person, it was pretty cool. Yeah, watch him play three days straight. <laughs> Dude, that's, quick point it's, on the NCAA, it's awesome. Quick point of the NCAA tournament. I, I think there's pros and cons because if I, I was looking at last year, and I don't know if there's a, a more underwhelming 
I say this with massive quotation marks, big three, then the big three out of the national champions, Virginia last year. Look where they all got uh-huh. drafted. DeAndre Hunter shot up draft boards, had a terrible rookie year. Don't get me yeah. started with Ty Jerome. That guy shouldn't be in the league. He is <laughs> yeah, he was bad for us, man. Absolutely terrible. And like, and then I think Kyle Guy went in the second round. <laughs> he might be like – he might have the most NBA skill out of any of the three. I don't know. DeAndre Hunter is probably the best. But yeah, it's, it's just bad. And I think they just got so hyped. Even Jarrett Culver played in the national championship mm-hmm. probably higher than he should have gone. So sometimes yeah. like it has this reverse effect of, I don't know, national championship and there's a hangover. And I, I as a Suns fan, follow Ty Jerome on social media. And it's just nonstop yeah. Virginia content. Like, it's not even like he's, yeah. like he's still looking, there. Like, trying to be a better NBA pro. It's like he never left being a champion at Virginia. And, like, huge moment. Like, I'm happy for the kid. But he's not he's not an NBA prospect. He'll be out of the league in two years. Like, Yeah, like, when you – and it's interesting because I feel like um, – and, and also, you know, obviously we're, you know, big Suns fans. But, like, I follow Mike, Michael Bridges on Twitter – and like he does a lot of stuff about uh, like Villanova, yeah. But it's back it's to different, back like yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, but it's a different feel than like looking at a guy like Ty Drum, who's just like still living in college um, yeah. and happens to be on a pro team. Whereas like Michael is like because he's always like reaching out to like you know the coach, like the other players that like he played with, or just like yeah, the other guys Pascal, that he knew from college. Really close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so very interesting to kind of like see the different dynamics. No, but it's a great point, Kyle. Like it's sometimes you do kind of get higher on guys when you watch them a little bit more, when they get a little bit further. Um, so it's interesting for sure to kind of see that difference. And now this yeah. year, not even having one, it's like, there's some guys I wish like I could, you know, just have a little bit more film on. Cause there's some guys I feel like, yeah. just like you have like, you know, like three or four games you can watch them in. And then it's like, yeah, three or four real, real like high quality games, right. Where they're not playing. Right. Or they blew out. Awesome. I got to give you some massive credit. I know we both talked the Josh Jackson, Jason Tatum. Uh, oh man, we were all over that for months. Yeah, and uh, you were driving the train. I feel like on, on on Tatum over Jackson. Yeah. I mean, I felt like I felt like you came to me first with Tatum, and where you were like, "Man, I really like this kid." And then as I kept watching, I was like, "I think I was more the one." I don't know. I guess I don't remember how it played out. I, we, I, mean, we I remember we were consensus. We were consensus Tatum over Jackson, and I, I yeah. feel well, really good just, about that. Looking back, yeah. no, well, no we regrets watched, there. We watched Jackson, and we were like, "These moves just will not work on the NBA level." Like, yeah. is it? I think the one thing that's going to come up in my draft, my mock, or no, my draft, my mock, my big board, yeah, is there's just certain skills, and I know we've talked about this. Like NBA players need elite skills. And there are just certain skills in the NBA that, like, that you just can't pick up. Like, I have a hard time believing that a guy who's played basketball for 10 years of his life, who's got a clunky shot, and he shot 25%, you know, in college basketball. Like, mm-hmm. I just have a hard time believing that all of a sudden, like, in the NBA, he's just going to get the right coach to, like, straighten it out. Like, yeah. he might have other things that are elite skills that make him worthwhile, I just, there's just times where, like, there's just certain skills where, you know, you, you'll look at these prospects and you'll be like, well, they're really raw and they're going to do this and they're going to become that. And it just, a lot of times it just doesn't work out that way. And yeah. so my, I would say my big board in a lot of ways is more, what elite skill do you have? And, and is that going to translate? That's kind of where I, where I fall down the line on. But yeah. a couple of names of people that I, I feel like I was pretty proud of um, 
the first one that came to mind was Chris Dunn. He was getting a ton of hype in the uh, in the 16 draft. And that Dominance. was like the Bender, the Chris. And I remember like the Suns were in that market for a point guard. And like he just didn't want to, like he didn't give his medicals to Phoenix. And so probably that's part of the reason why I wasn't a big mm-hmm. fan. But I remember, I, remember, I remember watching him and just feeling like, I don't know, just something – I just didn't think that he was ever going to be a special yeah. player. And he, was, he was an older prospect coming out too, so like – Was he? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember all of his details. I just remember not being a fan of him. Like I was fine when, like, when he didn't want to give Phoenix his medicals. I was like, that's fine yeah. with me. I, I had no problem you. with that. I, I was higher in him than you were, and yeah. You were. You liked Chris Dunn a little bit, but like yeah. – I mean, Retrospectively, though, you were, you were definitely right on that guy. Well, I was happy. I didn't love Bender, and I wasn't as you loved. You really liked Chris, and so I was aware of Chris. But mm-hmm. I was happy when we got both those guys because I felt like you took two of the best power forwards in the draft, and that that was a position of need. So can't, can't I mean, I could twice, right? <laughs> yeah, and the one guy I felt like I was really, really high on, um, and I know he's a son, but like I, I really liked Michael Bridges. Like I remember talking about because the Suns were at fourteen. Were they at 14 in that draft or 15? They were at 15. No, they were at 16. I'm sorry. They were 16. And I remember talking about like, man, I would love to get back up in there. And like, they were shy that we talked about a lot, but I really liked yeah. Michael. And so when the Suns made that trade, like they gave up a lot. Like they gave up a, one of the Miami picks that was really coveted at yeah. the time. And like, I remember like our group of friends was like, man, like, yeah, I like Michael, but, but man, we just gave up so much for this kid. I was just, yeah. I was, I was kind of surprised how people were so down on Michael. And like now looking back, I don't even remember like I don't even know where those picks are now. Like I, I yeah, as a, as a Suns fan, I think we're really happy to have Mike Hill on our roster. So yeah, so I feel 16, really good about that pick. Sixteen was like I think it ended up being Divincenzo, and he was rumored to Phoenix, and he's a good player. But you were always super super high on Mike Hill, especially yeah. I well, it was worse made the mistake of yeah, you're right. So D- I mean, Divincenzo went seventeen. It was Zaire Smith. Remember Zaire Smith? Uh, I hated <laughs> Zaire Smith. I thought yeah, he was, was the worst. And that was the – he's in Philadelphia now. You nailed that. You nailed that trade. That's for I sure. You hated Zaire. Zaire. I hated Zaire Smith. And, and I, I made the mistake of actually falling a little bit too in love with Miles Bridges. But you were you always – You like Miles my, Bridges. I thought he would be more versatile as a defender. Um, yeah. But, but I you, like some guys who can jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you nailed Michael. You had Michael like I've really always, on your board. I really liked Michael. That's really, really panned out well. Well, yeah, let's jump into this. Honest, I thought he would have been better. But yeah, sorry. Let's jump into it. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I think it's it's really good to kind of lay some framework and you know for you guys to kind of hear how we evaluate guys who we've hit mm-hmm. on in the past, who we've missed on in the past, because that plays into this. Like we don't want to make does. the same mistakes. Maybe we're a little more cautious with those those kind of guys. But at the same time, like what's made us successful in the past, we want to replicate. So um, let's start with the number one overall pick. I, I know the top three have been talked about kind of a nauseam but i don't think that we're going to be just like every other mock draft out there um i do think that we have some pretty uh strong and unique takes and we've been doing the draft for years now and so i feel like we're pretty confident in and where these guys lie and our rankings on them so logan if you want to start us off who is the number one pick on your big board on my big board i i've got Lamelo ball at number one um when i when i look at Lamelo, i there's there's some guys that I that still excite me that I still like in this draft, but I feel like overall as just like one of the players that has like the most potential to be a superstar, I feel like it's a mellow. Um, like when you watch like the way that he plays, I mean his passing is just insane, and his shot has gotten better. So I I I have 
ball at one just because I think he has the highest ceiling. Um, yeah. And, um, there, there's a low floor for sure. Like, there's a chance that he could really bottom out. But um, I think part of that goes into, you know, because we were all pretty big fans of Lonzo as well. Mm-hmm. And his shot has gotten a lot better. I know there's still a lot of NBA guys that are down on his shot and everything, but it has gotten better. I can see the same thing happening for LaMelo, and he's an even better passer than Lonzo. So I, I like LaMelo. At, he's, he's first on my big board for, for this year. Awesome. Awesome. Who you got? Yeah, I have LaMelo as well, and I, I agree with a lot of that sentiment, you know, that, that Logan was sharing. I, I, you know, I actually don't – I don't know if I buy the sentiment that, like, he's got this, like, super high ceiling but, like, super low floor. Like, I don't know – I, I don't see how he's not going to figure out a way in the NBA. Like, he is an elite ball handler. Like, and I know that gets said a lot, but when I was taking some notes just when I was watching him – um, one of the things that I had mentioned is that, like, he's he's more than a passer. Like, he has natural vision. Like, like not many players have. Like, there's guys who are good, you know, like, they swing the ball well. They, you know, they play within the offense. And then there's just guys who have just really great vision. They see things before they happen, and they're smart. And they get the, you know, they get the ball to the guys in the right the right areas. And he, he has that. Like, I, yeah. I, I can understand some maybe like off the off the court stuff with him. Like, is he going to be motivated like defensively? Like, how how in tune is he going to be defensively? But I just don't know if I see him like having that low of a ceiling as well. Like, I think that he just has such elite skills that like he'll find a way. Like, he'll be in the NBA for a long time, and I think he'll be successful. Now, if we're talking like how many All Star appearances, like that can be debated. But but he's number one on my board. I just think that he's got the most upside, and I think he's a player in the next four to five years that we're going to look back on and, and he's going to, he's going to have made a name for himself. Yeah. Well, I'll make a clean sweep. I'm actually kind of surprised. I, I was wanting to put Killian Hayes there, but I just couldn't, I couldn't pass up at La, on LaMelo at number one. Um, yeah. Same thing. Super high ceiling. I looked back on my notes on Luca from a couple of years ago. I was worried about Luca's jump shot and Luca's burst off the dribble which is probably the two biggest question marks for LaMelo at this point. I mean, defense, maybe you can include that in there as well. Um, I mean, Luca's no defender either though. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. Because he's so elite in other places. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, they're the only well, yeah, there. In today's league, like what, what I wrote down about Luca is that, you know, I anticipated him maybe averaging 15, six and seven, somewhere around there. Really good player, but maybe not necessarily as high as a lot of people had thought he would be. And Luca's blown that away in year two year one he blew that away and he's more yeah. of a 25 10 and 10 guy and so yeah. i feel like even if Lamelo is not luca which is very reasonable to say but even if he is 15 7 and 8 that's a really really good player that has a lot of room to grow and so i i just can't pass up that versatility with that special core vision so he's my number one guy number two low who do you got i've got um and i think this is you have there's, I think there's a lot of people who have him going number one. I've got Anthony Edwards at two. Mm-hmm. Um, as I went back and watched him a little bit more, I didn't, I wasn't, I, I wasn't super high on Edwards at first. And I had him, you know, probably closer to like the five, but I just kind of kept moving him up a little bit because the more I watched the more that I, I, I do think he's got a real talent. Um, he, you know, finds a, he, he's got a clean shot. He finds his way to the basket really well. Um, and yeah, like the more I watched him, the more I just it, like he just kind of grew on me a little bit more. Um, and so I, I, I've got Edwards at two. I mean, I felt like he did a really good job. Like he could just get to the rim really easily. And I mean, 
and I'm not trying to like compare him to LeBron James by any means, but like just like the value of being able to like kind of bully your way to the rim a little bit, um, I feel like is kind of undervalued. Like we saw like how well James can do it. And obviously he's the best that's ever going to do it at, at you know, in that sense. But I really like the way that he can kind of get himself a little bit of space. He can get inside a little bit more and kind of get the shot that he wants. So I, I've got Edwards at two for me. Nice. I'll follow right along. I have Edwards as two, at two as well. I I kind of felt like I, I, and when I evaluated Edwards, I, I do think that he is a natural scorer. I think that he's going to be able to score in the NBA. Um, one thing that I really liked about being like just specifically about Edwards is he is like he is a true blue two. Like he will come in the NBA and on day one, like he is a He's a two guard. Like he's a six five, six six guy. He's uh, what, what is his weight? Two twenty. I mean, he's a he's a he's a big guy. Two twenty five. Like he's a yeah. big, strong guy. Like he is NBA ready at the two right now. Um, and I think that some of his um, low three point percentage. Like he was he shot twenty nine percent on almost eight attempts from three. And I think that in an NBA offense where he isn't the focal guy and it's a little bit more catch and shoot, I think he's got a pretty jumper. And I think that he'll end up being a better playmaker than people suspect. And so I have him as, as my number two guy for those reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got Killian Hayes, who I mentioned, number two. Uh, mm. Really wanted to put him number one. I've been really high on this guy for months and months and months. Um, I think his tape just really pops. Um, and I, I don't love the James Harden comparisons. Yes, he has a step back. Yes, he's left-handed. But I think it kind of stops there. He's a very unique player. He's his own player. Um, he has special court vision. I think he's a really, really good on-ball on defender. I think he does – he has really great length at the point guard position. He kind of gives you everything that you want from a modern-day point guard and has, like, massive room to grow. And so I think I am getting a, a really good combination of maybe not necessarily, like, NBA ready, ready to, like, contribute to a championship team – but not a guy uh-huh. that's going to be multiple years like a Patrick Williams that you're really going to have to mold, a guy that averaged eight points in college. Like, the, the guy was productive, and he has a high ceiling, and that combination is just very, very attractive to me as a prospect. So I've got Killian number two. All right, to round can out ask, the top three. Yeah, go ahead. Can I ask you a question about Killian real quick while we're talking about it? Of course, him? yeah. Um, when he plays in the NBA, is he a – like, is he a true blue point guard? Is he a combo guy? Like, does he have to have the ball in his yeah. hands to be successful? That's one of the things I struggle with with Killian is I really like Killian in so many ways, but then there's some things that really, really scare me about yeah. his game. Uh, do you think he is a – like, a team drafts him and he's, like, the point guard, he's the guy? Or do you think that he might get stuck, like, in my so one I or my two? I think he can play off the ball, but I think what he has said – and what he wanted to play at Ulm is a point guard. Like, he wanted to yeah. run the offense. And I actually like that in a prospect. I like a prospect having the versatility to play off the ball, but not be kind of passive or tentative to the point where they don't really have a preference or, like, they're not really going to be your floor general. I think Killian's enough of – he has enough assertiveness to be your point guard from day one. Uh-huh. But – can play off the ball and is good off the catch and just bring some of those other skills to the table. So I have heard scouts say that his right hand has developed. Um, It's not as much of a worry as people think. And so I'm buying that. Some people 
that's a it's huge question mark and I, I get and that I, but and right now like I when I when I was watching him like I just wasn't buying it like his yeah I, I think like I haven't watched a guard prospect in a long time where I felt like they just didn't have an opposite hand like and he still gets open and he still like creates like he's, he's special yeah. and that, that's but where I, I think like, it's oh, for, man, for me it's sometimes level of competition like where are you playing and like I don't know sure. some, until that gets exposed, like, are you, are you really going to work on that? And yeah, I mean, yeah. I'd like to see more tape on it. There's no question, but that's a skill I'm less worried about translating than someone that shot like 50% from the free throw line, for example. And I'm just being fed. Oh, they're going to learn how to shoot in the NBA. Don't worry. Like yes. some of these guys yes. are coming in with like multiple skills that they don't have, like fundamental skills. And I, I'm being told, by scouts like oh they're going to develop don't worry they're going to learn how to dribble and shoot and catch off the dribble i mean you know right spot, right spot exactly corner and defend and like don't worry they're going to like just develop all them in the nba and i'm like this league uh-huh. plays way too fast and is way too competitive to develop multiple skills on that level i've seen it too many times and so a skill like we just don't see a lot of it on tape but i think there's more of it there i'm buying it personally logan what was your thought yeah yeah, I was just gonna kind of go off of that because that's actually so Killian Hayes is actually my third pick. Yeah, wow, yeah. wow. And okay. so I've I've got Killian Darn. Hayes pretty high as well. Um, the way that he and I know you said you don't love the James Harden like comparison, mm-hmm. but like he does have like he's multiple times has shown that he has like that really nice like step back sidestep three. The footwork and is he's, incredible. Yeah, like he 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 does really well. Um, and not only that, but like. Um, and kind of going off your point, Austin, like, you know, having the ball in his hand, I think is more about what he can do with it. Not necessarily that he has to have the ball so that he can to score or to drive all the time, but like, he's, he's a really good playmaker. Um, yeah. and so I, I actually have him third kind of for that reason is that I would love to like give him the ball, like let him run the offense. Like, I think he does have probably, probably not quite as good playmaking and vision as LaMelo, but that's why I have him one and not yeah. Killian Hayes. Um, sure. But I've got Hayes because I do think he can see it really well. Um, and that even, yeah, and, you know, the right hand is, you know, it's it's an issue, you know, but I, I, I think I tend to agree a little bit more with Kyle where I think that that is something that is a little bit easier taught than something like that, you know. Because, like, he shot, you know, he shot decently well from the three. He didn't shoot fantastic, you know. But I think he's got a good form, and he shot 90%, which that's, you know, always been, like, the biggest – from the free throw line yeah yeah from the free throw line yeah um that's like the big our biggest indicator of how he's going to shoot in the nba so yeah yeah and and not to make this just a total killian hayes podcast but (laughs) but sometimes we have to remember like we're not seeing a right hand on tape and and that is alarming but sometimes i think people think like whoa he has no right hand like the guy couldn't finish like a right hand layup in the gym and it's like no like we're, we're seeing a, a six minute highlight reel yeah for sure you know what i mean for sure. sometimes we got to keep that in mind with with these guys it's it's not that they don't have that skill at all it's just are we going to see that translate onto the nba level so sure well and we can jump into killian hayes in a little bit as well because i have him a little bit down my board yeah he's you're on not alone there. you're not alone he's a lot on of there, but he's slipping but, draft night it looks yeah, like so yeah. yeah and i so austin who I, do you have it who do you have at three yeah, so I have uh, Okongu from USC, the center. Ooh, I, oh, I, okay. man, he popped yeah, to me. Like, he he kind of shocked me, like, how much I really liked him on tape. Uh, I just think he is, like, 
I think he is just the perfect modern day center. I think like I know he's he's not like six ten, six eleven, like he he's listed at six nine, but he's big, six nine, two forty five, and he moves so well on defense. Like I was mm-hmm. really impressed with his pick and roll defense. Like he moves extremely well. Um, he averaged two point seven blocks a game this year, um, and he he rebounds the ball really well. Like he doesn't have a big three point shot. He's not shooting a lot of it right now, and um, that's something to maybe look forward to in the future from him maybe like I don't know what his development is I heard that he had shot him a little bit but at USC he wasn't shooting a lot so I don't know what his development is there but I don't know he just I think he is I think he's fast I think he's big I think he's strong and I think he's just gonna be a really good NBA center yeah I like that I like that he's rising for sure I've got number three Anthony Edwards we've talked about him a lot just a quick little note I, I think he is as talented as anyone in this draft, I just worry. I've heard a lot of basketball IQ questions, work ethic questions. I worry that he may not reach his ceiling with his first team. Kind of similar to Victor Oladipo, took him a couple yeah. places. And so I think fit, that's a good comp, Kyle. I I haven't thought about that. I kind yeah. of I like that comp. Yeah, yeah, I actually think I have Victor Oladipo listed as one of my comps for him. Yeah, they're about the same size, and I think they both have like. We always knew Victor had huge upside, but it just—it's going to take the right fit for Edwards. So I would caution any team picking him. That's why if you're Minnesota, like don't just don't just squeeze him in there and force that because he fits better on your team today in 2020. Like you really have to project. You don't want to miss on a guy, especially that high, and have him like for the Magic. Oladipo was a bad pick. He was a bad pick for the Magic, even though he's turned out to be a really good player. And so you have to yeah. keep in mind I, for guys like this specifically, I think it's really going to matter on system. And so he, he worries me a little bit. I'm a little bit lower on him, but the talent is just too high to, to not put in my top three. So I was, I was surprised you put him that high. If I'm being honest, I really I think thought, he's I mean, a very you have some talented real questions. Yeah. yeah. You have some real questions about him. And so I was surprised you put him that high. Yeah, he, he is I a, thought he would have been a little bit lower. He's a great scorer. I mean, he really can score on every level. I just need consistency and I, but it's his upside. Big board, probably. Yeah, so I mean, hopefully, five he years really is. Back and, and he's, you know, hopefully on the right on the right team and figuring that out. Yeah, so. absolutely. All right, we'll pick up some speed here a little bit as we get out of the top three, and we'll pick up some more even once we get out of the top ten. So, Logan, number four, who do you got? Yeah. So at number four, oh, sorry, let me bring this back up. Um, okay, number four, I, I have Wiseman at four. Um, okay. As I watch, I, I like I like Wiseman a little bit more than Okongwu. Um, and when I watch Wiseman, I, I actually kind of get a feel of a little bit of like DeAndre Ayton, where he he's kind of, no, he's 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 tall, he's big, he he's gonna like be a dominant force down low. I don't think he has quite as good footwork, but I really like how he's he's gonna be a good two way player. I think I think his defense is good, um, and I like what he. He's got a little bit more – he's a little more aggressive down low. But, like, as, like, through, like, watching him, I don't – he didn't have quite the shot that DeAndre Ayton does. But, like, I – that's kind of – that was kind of my comp for him is that, like, when I watched him, it kind of felt like I was watching Ayton back in Arizona. Um, and so, I, I've got Wiseman at four. Um, I think it's so iffy to take big men early in the draft. I feel like with the way that the league's been going, like – I don't know. It's so different, you know, like up until this year, you know, it's usually like, Oh yeah, just kind of get anyone to play your center. You know, we've seen the center become a little more important this year between like Jokic and Bam and, and AD. Um, but 
so I, I have Wiseman at four and I, yeah, I, I really, that's, yeah, I'm not sure like what else no, I mean, to, like really focus on like, I think he's just like a solid player. I, there's nothing that like is like super, super yeah. exciting to me, but I think he's going to be a great, like big in the league. I yeah. don't know, you know, like maybe like, based on, players, I don't know, but just based on measurables, like, I mean, he's maybe the most impressive. <laughs> he's a specimen. That's for sure. Right. Right. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. a specimen. Like he's a freak. He absolutely is. Um, at four, this is the guy that I moved up and down more, I think, than any other person. Uh-huh. And I just – dude, I don't know what it is. I just – I really like him, and it's Obi Toppin. I nice. think he is – Wow. I, he – dude, every time I, every time I pulled, up tapes, pulled up the tape on him, I would just like – like, I was shocked. Like, Dayton lost yeah. two games this year. Like, they were really good this year, and he played some big games against some big players. Yeah, and he just like performed every single night. Twenty points, seven and a half boards, two two steals, one and a half blocks, and he shot almost seventy percent from the field. I mean, he's he's just fast and strong, and didn't take a lot of threes, but on two and a half attempts, he was thirty nine percent. Yeah, and it looks I, good I, too. I, it it does look good. You know, I I don't think he's going to be an elite shooter in the NBA. I I don't. I don't. I, I worry about that, and that's the thing that like I kept going back and forth on was like is he going to be able to stay on the court at times? Because I know he's just like, they just talk about how bad of a defender he is. And it's so hard to, to so hard to pinpoint that on in film. But I just, every time I watched him, I just, he just kept climbing back up my board just a little bit. I'd put him back down then I'd watch him more and I'd climb back up. And so, yeah, I just went on a limb. I like him at four. I think he's going to be a really special player. I like that. I like you going on a limb. He's, I, I've talked to you guys about Obi a little bit and I, I would echo that sentiment that he's kind of gone back and forth for me. And I think he ended up a little bit higher than he was a couple weeks ago, rewatching some film on him. So I, I like that pick. Yeah. Um, I'm going with uh, Scranton zone, not actually from Scranton, but uh, Tyrese Halliburton. I get, I get some mm. Jim Halbert vibes from Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> we go back to the basketball episode season one. I, like, is Jim an elite finisher? No, but he's got that length and he can get to the rim. And I just, Tyrese kind of gives you all of that. Like he, he's so long, he's versatile. I don't think he's an elite finisher, but he brings so much else to the table. I just watched that office episode the other day and I, I, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't get out of my head. Like the Trying to get ready for the draft. High, man, high gotta... character guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like going against Royce. Like I just think Tyrese is, Maybe not the highest ceiling guy, and that's why I have him outside my top three, but I do think he's going to be uh-huh. a very, very good pro for a long time. I think people are going to love to play with him. I think he can truly play even more than Killian. He can play one or two just because of his – he has yeah. more size and length than Killian. And I think uh-huh. we've seen over time skinny guys in the league come into the league skinny and can put on weight. If you have a good weight, weight is something program, that they can do in the NBA. Right. Weight is something they can do. If you the tell NBA, me, like, you, see it. you know, this guy's going to go from a, a poor shooter to an elite shooter, I'm not going to believe you more times than not. But if you tell me he's going to go from a skinny player to, I mean, look at Giannis. Look at a lot of these guys yeah. that look like totally transformed players in a couple of years. That's what NBA strength and conditioning coaches literally like make a living doing. And when this is your job 24 7, you're going to pay billions of dollars. I just, I believe as Tyrese you know, fills out that he's going to only like be a better on-ball defender. He just has a lot of upside to me, um, even if it's not quite as high of a ceiling as some of these other guys. So I got him number four. Yeah, Kyle, I feel like I've just like on a couple of these picks, I've just been like right behind it because I've got Tyrese Halliburton at five. There we go. I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, so I'm yeah, I've got Halliburton a little bit higher. Um, 
kind of, you know, for a lot of the same reasons that, you know, you said, um, I, you know, I like that he's long. Um, and that may seem some, like something that's so like small, but like, I think it like makes like a huge difference. Um, the fact that like it, it helps him a lot on defense to be able to kind of recover in that sense that he is that long. Um, and he, you know, he's got a good shot. He shot like, you know, 42% on like almost six attempts per game, yeah. shot 82% for the free throw line. So like that part, like that's still looking good. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've got Halliburton for a lot of the same reasons at, at five that you had him for at four. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he's just going to be, a, you know, he had almost six rebounds and like six assists in, in college. Yeah. Um, and I think like that's just like, that projects, I just feel like that projects so well in the NBA when he's like, you know, averaging pretty balanced. Like that's exactly what you would look for from a point guard, you know? Like if he yeah. can come in and do similar to what he did in college, which I feel like that's actually pretty realistic. Like he went 15 yeah. and you could say six and six. Like maybe not quite like that, but like if that's the kind of player you can get in the NBA, which I feel like he can translate over to, like that's a solid, that's a solid pick. I would, yeah. I'd love to like have that from that guy at five. Yeah, he's definitely yeah, a five. Yeah, Halliburton's a production player for sure. So I have it five. I have Devin at the cell. I really like him. Ah. I think I think he is an awesome wing man. I think he is. Uh, I think he's gonna fit. Now I will say with Vassell, he is one of those players where it's like I think he needs to be on the right team. And yeah. I have him at five on my big board. But if I'm being honest, I, I mean I love him in Phoenix. So if he fell to Phoenix. And yeah. we might have a guy named CV3 coming on our team soon. Who knows? But if he was with the right with the right team and with the right fit, like I think him in Washington would be awesome. Like yeah. I really like that fit, and so I do think that that's something with him. But I just think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be an awesome shooter for a long time in the league, and I think he's a really good team defender. And I think that he's yeah. he's athletic. He's fast. He's not gonna explode. He's not gonna blow you by. But he just does. He's a basketball player. He just does everything well on the court. And so yeah, I, we're starting to I get to that five. point in the draft where you're not looking for guys to necessarily explode. Like we don't really expect five or six all-stars for any all-stars, especially out of this draft. So why right. not take, take a guy that's going to give you that kind of production. I've got James Wiseman at five. I think we've talked plenty about him. Um, yeah. It's that length. I, I think he does have some shooting ability that's there. And so I, I like him as my number one center off the board going at five. Gotcha. Uh, number six. I'll go who you got. Yeah, I thought I was going to have him the highest, uh, but Austin, you had him at five, so I've got Devin Vassell. <laughs> um, I feel like I just like just kind of right around you guys, but um, you know, a lot of the same reasons. You, you know, as you said, um, I love his numbers. I think I think he will be the best defensive player out of the draft, and on top of that, like he shoots really well. Um, and, you know, there was that video or whatever, but um, I, I really like Devin. I think he's going to be a really good player that can bring a lot to the game. You know, and exactly what you said, Kyle, you know, you don't need him to be an all-star. You see that, like, this is, like, this range right in here, especially in this draft, you're looking for a solid role player who can come and, you know, do what they do well. And he defends yeah. well, and he can shoot well. So it's well, like, at the, me, uh, the trebuchet video, he, he addressed it and said he was – just messing around after a practice yeah uh -huh. after a workout so you know i'm glad he said it i i hope it's true but i i think it's yeah, yeah nothing to worry about so yeah, yeah i agree so i've got i've got devin at six awesome yeah, got so, six. yeah logan we flip-flopped uh i have Halliburton at six <laughs> there we go I, I i think i think us as a group i think that we can all agree that like 
I think we see a lot of great things in Halliburton. And I think he's a super, super awesome prospect in the NBA today. Um, and, uh, yeah, the one thing I will say about him that, that wasn't mentioned is I see a lot of shy. We were talking about shy earlier where it's like, I think he's faster than people give him credit for. Like, I think he's just like, he's six, five, but I think he's longer than people give him credit for. Yeah. I think he's a better jump shooter than people give him credit for. Like, I just think he does everything. He just does everything really well. And I think, I think those, some of those skills are going to translate really well in the NBA. I like that. I like that. I've got, I got Obi Toppin, Obi-Wan Toppin at six. Um, just, just, <laughs> like from a mar- just from a marketing standpoint, I, I, they're going to have a field day. Whoever gets him, like, you can use <laughs> so much. Can you imagine Star Wars night with Obi Toppin? Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, that is a marketer's dream. Yeah. He is ridiculous. <laughs> he is ridiculous. And I, I, I heard so much about his defense. He has no lateral quickness. And I, it's, it's not there. I agree. But he is, has such vertical ability leaping ability i just feel like he's going to be be able to recover on some of these even when he gets beat on defense he is just such an athlete um that i think he's going to have some rim protection and i think he's going to be able to recover um especially in transition like i I, there's a lot to like i don't think that he's like the worst defender in the draft like some people are pegging him as and he's just so elite offensively i i gotta put him at six for me yeah i like it yeah all right, seven, I've got Onyeko Okongwu. Um, this is where I have the second big on my board. Um, you know, I I like what he is as a defender. And for a big man, he's able to kind of like – a lot of the videos I watch, like, a lot of the highlights are him just like kind of like sneaking into those passing lanes, which is like – I feel like it's not super common for a big man. So I, I really like that. I think James Wiseman had a little bit more upside, a little more potential. Um but I do like Okongwu. Um, I don't. I don't think he's going to be the kind of player that's going to come off and you know make a huge difference. You know, but like if he gets picking up like a younger team where he can just kind of like slowly develop, I think that he could develop into something really nice. Um, yeah. Because like, like he that. he does. You know, he he finishes well. He's he's a decent scorer, but I really like his defense. Um, and if he has time to kind of build into something, I think that he could be really good. Um, probably the best shot blocker that we have in the draft, um, which, yeah. you know, it counts for something. I don't feel like it counts for like a ton, you know, but it's still something. So I think it's fair yeah. to say though, that right now, day one, he's a better shot blocker than James Wiseman. I think that's mm-hmm. a fact. Yes. Yes. I would agree with that. Despite the size difference. I, I think that's definitely a fact. So. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. All right, boys, you guys ready? <laughs> Ooh. I don't know how you guys are going to take this. But we got to kick it up. Um, I have Sadiq Bay at seven. Whoa! I, I I watch so much Stuart tape. On proud. Him. So I know Stuart would be proud. So Stuart has loved him for a long time, and so I started watching tape, and I'm like, man, he's really impressive. And this is kind of like I, I took me a while to get into this this draft. I don't know why, but it took me a little bit of time to like really dive in. But once I dove, like I got really into it yeah. this year. But um, yeah. So when I watched him, I was like, man, he is he is he is talented. And then I was looking at mocks and I'm seeing him like some people like in the late teens, like the twenties. And I was, I was honestly shocked. Like I was really yeah. surprised. And I, like I said, I watched a lot of tape because I just really wasn't sure if I was, if I was spot on with this, but um, the guy is, he's six eight two sixteen. Like he is a, he is a big three. He's a good defender. I think he's super mobile. He shot 45% from the three on five and a half attempts. Like he is a really got beautiful form, really yeah. nice shooter. Like I think he is a, like I think he's going to be a player where he's going to have it all. Like just big body defense, shoot the ball, 
and he's not the greatest. I mean, he's, he, he has a lot to, to gain from um, being able to create his own shot. Yeah. But, like, I, I see things that, that, that it's there. Like, he knows how to use his body, and he knows how to, to um, like, he's going to abuse smaller guys in the NBA. He's a and big, so I, big I, 3D I, prospect I, for sure. I really, I really like him, and I'm shocked that he's so low on so many mocks. Well, I am also going to take a bit of a swing at seven, but in a really different sense. I think Sadiq is a much more translatable, maybe um, projectable uh, player talent-wise. I'm going with uh-huh. Alexi Pokachevsky at seven. I Whoa! Think, yeah, I think when we look oh back, he's goodness. going to be one of the better players. The more I watch on him, he is real skinny. He is like so, so, so skinny, but we talked about weight, I believe – this is a guy, it's got to be the right system. Um, he yeah. has to have years to develop. But I do think when we look back in five years, he brings a lot to the table that Jokic does. I don't want to compare him, like, linearly. Linearly, They're both but... Serbian, though, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I think so. I think they are, yeah. I know that guy yeah, is joked mean, about, but I, I do think they are. And he has styles and similar, he has similar, similar passing ability. He is a very, very, very fluid shooter. Off the dribble, off the catch, it's really amazing to watch – for how big he is shoot off the dribble. And I don't want to throw like Kevin Durant comparisons out there, but just that one skill alone, being able to go between wow. the off the dribble and just right into his shot. It's really pretty. He is a really flashy underrated passer. I think maybe not underrated at this point, but, and I, if I'm looking at him and Jokic, I'd rather start with a skinnier prospect who I can build weight on than a <laughs> bigger prospect that I have to worry about weight coming into training camp every year. Sure. So I'd rather have – I'd rather fight that battle. Um, and, yeah, I think in a couple of years, I think he's going to be uh, one of the best players of this draft. Yeah. So do you have him above a Kongu? I do. Wow. That is shocking to me. So he's not on my top 15. Like, he's not on my top – like, I don't have him. Like, no, I, me neither. I think, he's a, I think he's a very raw prospect. So we can take a second to talk yeah. about him a little bit longer. So you said the right fit. Is there a team or a couple teams? Like, what kind of situation are you looking for where it's like he would really flourish or you think it would be um, – like, what are you going to get to to be your seventh guy? Like, what's yeah, the situation of like – This isn't what, a mock draft, but I'm just, like, trying to think about no, teams specifically. I mean, even – even He's not going to go seven, so no, it's wherever yeah, you think. But, but I think Detroit okay. has a seventh pick, and there's somewhere like that. Like, if you have – Dwayne Casey's not a bad head coach. And no. I don't know how long Dwayne Casey will be there, but Detroit is in no hurry to win right now. And that's the kind of situation I think he's going to need. I'm not saying he's Giannis, but I'm saying Giannis had that time in Milwaukee where like he wasn't rushed into trying to play a role on a contending team early. And that's what Poku's going to need. Let him develop, let him work out some of those bad habits because he's, he put up a lot of bad shots. There's no question. Like he's not shy. He will shoot. And so he's yeah. got to work through some of those tendencies and refine his, his skills. But if it's the right system and you can allow him to develop properly, he's going to take this league by storm. He's talent wise. He is unreal off the charts. Wow. That is so surprising. Like that, that's a great, Hey man, that's why, we, that's why this draft is, is freaking fascinating. Well, for that that's reason. where I'm so, at. I'm like at this point in this draft, like, Start sure, some shots, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, amen. I, I, I try to do the same thing a little bit. I try not to just follow a mock. Like I tried to really, mm-hmm. you know, and so I, Hey man, like go, I'm, I, I love it. I think it's crazy. I think it's exciting. So 
Yeah, yeah. So let's go. We got let's let's finish through ten, and then eleven through fifteen. We'll just kind of wrap Throw them out there. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah, give, like, like a couple highlights from those. So uh, I think we're at eight, right? Yeah, we're yeah. at eight. So this is where I have Obi Wan Toppin. Uh, nice. Yeah, dude. So you know, you know, same kind of things you guys were saying. You know, I he he scores so well. I mean, during the season, I feel like he might have dropped a little bit lower since then but like like while like the college season like was going on and everything like like this kid was like the number one talked about guy in college like because he was he was flying up big boards um like and mock drafts and everything because of how well he was doing in college so obviously you know I do think that there's you know some things that he needs to work on you know defensively um he can work on you know his his three-point shooting wasn't bad but you know needs a little bit of work but um, I just think he can score really well. Sometimes I almost felt like effortlessly, like he could just like yeah. kind of get in and score. Uh, we'll score. Exactly. So he's got to grow yeah, the so Jedi brain, right? He just has to. <laughs> yeah. I don't think in year is. three. In year I, three, I, I he, hope can... he like gives into it. You know, like don't yeah. try to fight it. Just just go for it. <laughs> like don't don't worry about Colin Sexton. Like there's. There's no competition there. Just embrace exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. All right, oh, awesome. Yeah. So that's before I, I Okay, before I jump into that with Obi Toppin, the uh-huh. one concern I have is I he has to be a four in the NBA just because he's so athletic. I think he has to be a four. I don't think he's like just just I don't think he's gonna survive as like a center. Maybe like in a small ball for a few, you know, yeah. for a certain time. Yeah, yeah. that's you what I'd try rather to... have him. I I agree. I would rather yeah. play him at the four and have him next to you know. Uh, a mobile maybe, even, maybe even like a five who can like shoot like i just off like the top of my head like something i was thinking about would be like if you could put it next to, like a brooke lopez like brooke is like just shooting threes now <laughs> like i'm not saying like milwaukee <laughs> is like the kind of you know sure. the right no, place for him just a player comp but yeah. someone like brooke lopez that like where he can still like work inside but like he'd rather honestly be like a spot up shooter on the outside and like yeah. we kind of like dominate inside and like you know, just jump in there. Like that's I, a good theoretical really, fit with a, with a stretch really, center like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, a guy, a place that's got like a stretch five and can run Obi at four, I would love. Yeah. So I love my player comps for him, by the way. I had John Collins, which like, if he can't shoot the ball well enough, it's oh, like, I can see that. Yeah. I, it's like, it's like, he's really uber athletic, but like he can't shoot the ball well enough. So but John Collins can shoot too. Not, not elite, but like he, he can't, can shoot. but that's what I'm yeah. saying. He's not elite. And so I know at times like, Atlanta wants to play him with the five, but like he gets burned by bigger. So like he can't guard the Aitons and the Embiid's and yeah. the Jokic. Like he just can't like or the Wiseman's. Yeah. Like he's he's uh-huh. he's a four. Like he just can't yeah. guard him. And so they get they get kind of in this crappy spot where it's like we. So I really like that Collins fix. It's like if he can't shoot like that, it's gonna be like, oh, what do we do? I think his offense is so good that I like him high, like I did. But I also compared him to like a Zion, where he's just so he's so athletic that like maybe like his his inefficiencies will just like, he can push through those because he's so athletic and so talented. But then the last guy I compared him to is Jabari Parker. Like, is he a guy where it's like his shot just isn't going to make it. And like, he's athletic, but like, you know, like he gets banged up or he has like, just That's actually just, a really isn't... interesting comp. Cause Jabari so it's can, like, there's just this, like big, he can score, can score, still, score on even anyone still. in the league, but his deficiencies like have, he's bounced just, around, you know, he, he can't, you just can't play him at times cause he's so inefficient. So, Okay, and so I know we've all mentioned Obi Hoppus, so I wanted to get that out there, but it's like, where does he fit? Like, is he going to survive as a four? Like, he he has to survive as a four. I just don't see him as a five. 
So yeah, no, I I completely agree, Austin. I think him at a four position would be awesome, though. Yeah. So my eight is Wiseman. We talked about him. I I am just so concerned about his lateral movement, man. I like I I just I'm nervous of like I think he's going to be great. I have him at eight. Like I and he's I totally understand the upside of them, and I totally understand a team that one two three you know a team that's just like swinging for the fences. Like he he's he's a big talented player, but. I just worry about some of his lateral quickness and um, like, is he really going to be able to guard Jokic and Aiton and in t- towns and all these guys? Like, is he going to be able to guard these guys every night? And so it's like, what do you do if you can't like, yeah. if you can't match up with him, it's like you took him at one, but he can't hang with the big dogs. And it, you know, like I, I, I just worry about that, but, but I do like him. So I have him at eight. Gotcha. I've got, and I wanted to put him higher. This is, um, Tyrell Terry, I talked about him a ton. Um, I couldn't go top five with him. He's yeah, I agree. Size and weight, you know what I mean? Like he's still a, a smaller guard in this draft. But I, I mean, I've talked about Tyrell Terry on the pod, off the pod. I love the guy. Yeah, I love him off the ball. Um, absolutely elite shooter. Brings it to the table from day one. And I think he's an underrated playmaker. And we've heard guys uh, and scouts talk about his IQ and how it's just off the charts. And I mean, that's just opposite of what I, I just kind of knock guys like Anthony Edwards for. And IQ kind of gets overused sometimes, overutilized a little bit. But I, yeah. in this case, am very high on Tyrell for that reason. I think he's going to be a very, very good lead point guard. Worst case, he's Austin Rivers, I think. Austin Rivers is the perfect example. Um, but worst case, he's uh, – I've heard Seth Curry comps even, like kind of sure. just – Great shooter off player. your bench. Good role yeah. player. He's going to be in the league for a long time. But I personally think that he's got a lot higher of a ceiling than some do. So he's number eight for me. Very good. Um, all right. I've got a little bit of a reach on this one. Uh, Here we go, this, Logan. Here this, we go, this, baby. This this is my biggest reach. I've got Aaron Neesmith, Neesmith at nine. Hey, yeah. He's my number so, nine as well, man. I have no way. Is he well. really? He is hey, my number I, nine. I, I thought this was going to be like, uh, like, because like most places like have him at like 19, 20, yeah. and they have him pretty low. As I've watched Aaron Neesmith, is it Neesmith or Neesmith? Hey, you're good. Your guess is as good as mine, man. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to Neesmith. So Aaron Neesmith, like, he can shoot the heck out. Like, like he shoots so well. Like, yeah. His numbers just, are stupid crazy, man. I had no insane. idea until I looked him up. It's like 50%, yeah. right, from three? He, yeah, like I have 52% with what? He shot like what, like eight threes a game? <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It's, it is, it <laughs> like, is stupid crazy. Like, eight, eight point two, 8.2 attempts and 52%. And he's 82%. Like, it is, it is ridiculous. Like, yeah. he can shoot the ball, man. And he's, and he's, a, he's a big two guard. Yeah. And I think he averaged, like, he was one of the highest. Like, like he averaged 23 points a game. Like, yeah. and even if he's doing that alone on three-point shooting, like, Dude, give me that all day, especially yeah. at nine. At I will take that. Draft. Yeah, I will take that all day to get a pu- like just an insanely good shooter. Um, and so yeah, so I've got I've got Nate Smith at nine, basically just for that reason. I think a lot of it has come from seeing you know, I like Cam Johnson. You know, yeah. obviously, you know, big Suns fan, big. But like, I have fallen in love with Cam Johnson this year. He's a little bit older. Who that you know that was one downside to him. And they were like, oh, but all he could do is just shoot the three ball. But he has developed into something more than that. Like, he's been able to 
come in and shoot the two. He can drive better than he could before. So I feel like if if Aaron Naismith can be anything even kind of like that, like he's a solid pick. Yeah. And just I, I love him. So he's not just a two guard though, is he? I, I would say he's more of a traditional wing. Six six, six yes. two wingspan. No. Can't yeah, win I two, had, but Yeah, I mean just just in terms of like he's a big two, right? Like I mean yeah. coming off ball screens, like he's a shooter, like but yeah. I think he's got I think he's got some positional versatility there. Like he's he's two thirteen. Like we're talking about um you know, Anthony Edwards being a big like two twenty five. Like he's he's I mean, he's two thirteen, like he's a big guy, like he can yeah. he can he can switch around. I so I agree. I'm just gonna ditto you and we can keep moving along. He's my number nine and I just <laughs> the shooting is I don't if, think that gets talked about it, enough. Fifty two percent on those I attempts is no, unbelievable. It is unbelievable. He's twenty three points a game. Like I I the more I watched him, same thing. I just was shocked how low he is. I yeah. That's what that was like the thing that I kept seeing in this draft where it's like I don't know if like I just like guys who are like twenty twenty one. Like I'm willing to take take more of like a like I'm not as eager to well, swim for like eighteen we've year olds. Proved but that recently in the last couple of drafts, like we don't have to be so ageist. We don't have to be just I don't know. Zaire Smith is seventeen and a half, so take him because of his upside. Like no, he, he right. sucks. Like yeah, <laughs> he's, and he's, he's still going to suck. Relatable skills twenty two and a half. Like yeah, absolutely yeah. yeah. And I think so, for me, there's a bit of a drop off after the top five ish. It's not a huge gradient like there's most years, um, where like last year there was like a drop off after two and then a drop off after a couple more. I think there's a small gradient after five, six, and then from that range till 15, I'm kind of like, it, it's yeah, very similar. Take your so, pick. Yeah, absolutely. So I agree. Why not? Whether, you know, at nine, I think that's a good pick. Um, I've got. I got Fasell at nine, and we've talked about Fasell a little bit mm. already. It's a good Just, place. He's my favorite three and D prospect in the draft, and so I mean yeah. that's that's the range where even in this draft, guys like uh, Michael Bridges have gone in the past. I, I like that for um, still going top ten, but right there nine, ten, eleven. I think is a really good spot for Fasell. Um, totally agree. Yeah, a little bit safer of a pick, but I think it's very translatable, and I think he will be a good player. So. I like yeah. it. I like it. Uh, my 10, and Kyle, you you mentioned him. Um, I think you were the one that really kind of sold me on him a little bit more, but Tyrell Terry. Um, yeah. I think mm-hmm. that he does have, like, you know, I think his Shout biggest KOC. deficiency. KOC's yeah. I got to give him credit, first and foremost. Yeah. His draft guide, like, months ago had him way high. It's like, got me watching him, both of us watching him, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I always look back to, to Kevin O'Connor from the Bringer. Like, he is, like, I feel like he is so accurate. Um, but I, I really like Tyrell Terry. You know, he shoots really well. And that's kind of feel like, for me, I think that's, like, one of the things I, I pretty much, like, look for, like, at this point in the draft. It's, like, I'm looking for a guy that can, like, shoot well, you know? It's, like, I don't need a guy that, at 9 or 10 that can come in and do everything. I need a guy who can shoot well because I think more often than not, if he can do something – if he can shoot well – like like specifically from the three, I feel like you can he can work on some of those other parts of the game, like working inside a little bit more, being able to drive because like those are like basketball like fundamentals. But I feel like if he can if you can be like a good great shooter at the three, um, I feel like it's a little bit easier to to build on some of those other pieces of your game. But if you can't shoot the three and all you can do is be inside, I think it doesn't work quite as well the other yeah. way around but that's just that's just me personally so it's kind of for that reason that i really like terry um, yeah i just think that he's gonna shoot really well um shot like 40 percent from the three so yeah that's that's what i've got i've i listened to a couple interviews with him too pre-draft interviews and like he just 
like I said, I don't want to just talk Tyrell Terry forever, but, but he, he knows who he is in his body. And so like, he, he's aware of like how he needs to finish in the NBA. Like he projects out by watching guys and like, he, he knows like his size compared to other guys in the league. And, and that's what I like about him a lot is that he is cognizant of that. And I don't know, he's already projecting like how he's going to finish against big room protectors. And so to yeah. your point, I, I think that, um yeah he's kind of got a little bit of everything yeah yeah so i have at 10 i have desmond bain i really like nice. shooting i nice. think he's i think he's a guard actually that i look at where i could really see him being a better like you could set screens for him come around um mid-range shots like, i think he's just he's just got like a really nice shot he's a big guard big wing kind of guy and i don't know if i'm just prioritizing wings a lot more i i was trying to be cognizant of that but I really like Bain. I, I went back and forth between nine, my like nine and ten, and I think I mean you saw like I think the video just came out <laughs> this this other day where he hit like what was it forty six or forty three oh, three pointers in a row? Just like, under fifty. It was ridiculous, and he makes the it look effortless. Shoot, man, the guy he's big really too. Shoot. Most he's, times you see guys that that stroke like that and they're like skinny. Gonna take a while. He's like he's built, but he's got a sweet stroke. Yeah, six six two fifteen. So. He's just two pounds heavier than 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 Nismith. So Nesmith. So like, I mean, nine ten. Like I had them both very similar comp, and so I, like I just threw them back to back. Maybe maybe the two best shooters in the draft somewhere around there. I mean, that's what we're talking yeah. about. We're all we love shooting, and it's right there. You can tell. I've it's got Tyrese. But... Yeah, for sure. I've got Tyrese Maxi ten. Um, mm. You been big on him? You like yeah, him a lot. I really like Maxi. I really like what he just projects as a few years down the road I feel like he has uh, maybe some of like the most NBA ready moves in the draft maybe Cole Anthony's up there too as far as guys that can just create off the dribble day one um, mm-hmm. really really high level ball handling in and out spin moves I, I just think I think Max has got a little bit of it all and I think um, he's got that lead guard mentality I, I love his work ethic um, we have talked about a little bit on the pod too but he, he's working out with the right guys He's wrapped by clutch, so he's going to get yeah. lost from all over the place. And I just think when it's all said and done, he's going to be a really good starting point guard. So I'll take that at 10. All right, yeah. for okay. 15, let's just, like, Logan, go down and just give us your 11 through 15 and then just highlight a couple of those guys if you want to. Because yeah. we will have some guys we've already talked about. So Yeah. Sure. So at 11, I've got Isaac Okoro. 12, I've got Sadiq Bey. 13, I have Patrick Williams. 14, I've got Tyrese Maxey. And 15, I've got Denny Avdia. Um, gotcha. We're so, on Avdia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and Avdia, I felt like I had to kind of put him in my top 15, like, like kind of in the lottery, just for the sake of, like, because there's so much buzz around his name. I honestly, like, I feel like I'm not super high on him, but – and I've watched like some video, you know, but I feel like there's, there's not, there's not a ton about him, you know, but I've watched some video on him and it's like, and yeah, like he could pass like the ball really well, which is like, you know, which is different for a wing like that. But like most drafts have him in like the top five. And I don't understand that. Yeah. I think he's at least worth a lottery pick um, as kind of a four that can pass really well. But I mean, his shooting numbers are awful. Just terrible. He shot like what? 50% from the free throw line. Like yeah, it's, that it's is, alarming. that is, that is so bad. So I, I felt like I, 
you know, it maybe if for, you know, it's basically just like for the reason of like, it's something that I'm not seeing and other people are, but so I at least put him in the lottery, but, um, and then for a guy like Patrick Williams, I know that like there's been more buzz on him going higher um, lately. I, I haven't quite seen that, but um, I was listening to a podcast with, with KOC and Jonathan Sharks and a couple other guys, and, and they were talking about him a little bit more. And what they were saying that they really liked is that like he's the kind of guy that like wants to come in and it sounds like just is going to work hard. He wants to improve, like especially like, defensively. So it's like if you yeah. get a guy like that that like wants to come in and like specifically like, – like they asked him like 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 okay like what do you like want to work on like what do you want to get better at? I, like, oh, I want to work on my defense like that was like I what he went that that's super impressive yeah that's it really impressive. is and so something like that it's like when i went back and like watch him a little bit more you know and like he played kind of like that sixth man role but i mean at 13 that's kind of what you're you know that would be like his best you know case scenario like if you can yeah. get Patrick williams and have him be like a, a good sixth man that can come in and score but play great defense like i really like that pick um and then, you know, you guys just mentioned Sadiq Bey, Tyrese Maxey. And then I, I, I do have Isaac Okoro in my top 15. Um, I, I don't think he's a fantastic shooter, but I do think he's going to be a good defender. Uh, I still like Devin Vassell better, but I still think he's going to be decent. So, so yeah, that's my, that's my 11 through 15. I like it. I like it. Okay, so I have Tyrell Terry at my 11. And I really went in and at 12, I have Killian Hayes. I went back and forth there. Like, it's really yeah. interchangeable for me. 13, I have, that's, I have – Sorry, go so for I was, it. I, no, I, I was just, I'm surprised you had him at 12. Kyle and I both had him pretty high. Is, yeah. it, is, is, it, is it just the right hand? Is that, like, is, is that the reason why you have him so low? Um, it's, the, it's the right hand. Um, dude, this is going to sound horrible. Every time I watch him, I get a couple vibes, man. Oh, I don't know why. Oh. Dude, I don't know why. Like, I, God, dude, I just keep getting these, like, you had to be a Kobo or Tony Parker if you're a point guard coming out of France. So Theo Malinov, <laughs> like, good luck. And I'm not, and I'm not saying – I'm just saying that because, like, when we watch a Kobo, like, he's like a – like, when he came out, it was like, yeah, I mean, we got him late in the second. Like, but it's like he's a bigger guard. Like, he can score. And it's like – I just – I just I don't know, man, about Killian. I just – I really like – like, if Killian came to the Suns at 10, I'm ecstatic. Like, I really like – like, yeah. I'm totally down for Killian even at 10 or, like, I hope he falls to the Suns. Like, I have no problem with him. I just have some concerns, and so it just. Well, I think, in fairness, you probably reflect the market more accurately because I do think he is slipping a bit, and he very well could be. He really could fall to ten or eleven on draft night, realistically at this point. So we might yeah. be higher on him than most people. So I think you are right on there with how a lot of people feel about him. To be fair. Yeah. So at thirteen, I have I have Kara Lewis from Alabama, which I know Logan does not like his Alabama guard. I, I don't like him. Kira's no. <laughs> I, I, he actually kind of popped in me on, on film. Um, 14, I have William, Patrick Williams, and then 15, I have Maxi. So I, I withheld Okoro and um, Avdia. I just kept them off. But the one thing yeah. I will say about a couple of these guys, so Tyrell Terry, yes, he is not the Halliburton of the draft. He is not, he is not the little mellow ball of this draft. But at the end of the day, he is an elite shooter, and yeah. he does not get enough credit. He is a good finisher. Like, yeah. Every, like, and a lot of the videos I watched, like, that people were kind of highlighting certain things they liked or didn't like, like, he finishes well in traffic. Like, we talked about Steph Curry, and, like, he's the greatest shooter of all time, and he's so good of a ball handler. I think Steph Curry's biggest trait that, like, has made him such a successful NBA player is he can finish over bigs so well yeah. off the glass. Very underrated. Taking, taking, dude, it's so underrated, and I think that's what makes him so good. 
is because if he didn't finish like that, you you would be more content with him going by it. But if he goes by you, he'll just he'll finish a different way. Like he's just such yeah. an elite scorer, and I think Terry has the ability to do that. Like he hasn't. And the reason I didn't put him higher is because like look what look what Steph did, and like if we're gonna compare him to Steph, like look what Steph did in college. Like he was an an elite scorer in college, like doing everything that he did in the NBA. Same with Trey Young, right? And yeah, so I, I don't have Terry as high, but I think that he's going to be a good prospect. And I think he'll learn how to adapt to the NBA. Like he knows his body. Like you said, I think that's the greatest example you could have given. Um, I don't get the Patrick Williams hype. I went back and I tried to watch more videos on him because he's skyrocketing up boards. I think he's a below average shooter. I, I think he's a good defender. I just don't know what other qualities, like if I draft him, I don't know what, uh, like if you were to follow the Suns at ten, I would be I'd be devastated. I just don't know what like when he comes in day one, like you're looking forward to from, yeah. from NBA it's, day one. I just don't we're know. We're seeing as want. early as seven to Detroit. I think that'd be a just massive. I I keep seeing to Detroit. I wonder if Detroit's a team that like has said something to him. Yeah, could be a promise there if they don't move up. Oh my word, that would be a mistake in my opinion. But yeah, <laughs> and I had Maxi at fifteen. I like Maxi. I I wasn't in love with him, but I think he does have some good qualities, and I think that he'll. I think he'll find a niche in the NBA somewhere. Yeah. I worry about his shooting. I worry about maybe some of his finishing, but like, I think he's a dog. Like, I, like every time I watch him, like he, he's like a competitor. I think he'll, I think he'll find a way to be successful. Right. Right. I'm with you. I, I totally echo that. Cause I don't think he has like massive holes. I just think he needs to improve. No. I just think the, he's the shot looks game. good, but like, yeah, that's, that's where I think if he can round out and improve some of those skills, but um, all right. My 11 through 15. I've got this might this might surprise some people. I have I have two bays going thirteen and fourteen. I actually have Tyler Bay over Sadiq Bay, and that's not a shot mm. at Sadiq. I like Sadiq Bay a lot. That's why I was saying oh, yeah. eight through fifteen is very interchangeable. But I like Tyler Bay. I like Colorado players. Um, Derek White I think is a very underrated guard in the league. Spencer Dinwiddie Absolutely. like they just produce. Um, is he a Colorado think, guy, Dinwiddie? Dinwiddie is. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I did not know his college. I would not have been told you that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm pretty good at that. I had no idea where he went to school. Yeah, huh. yeah. So Tyler Bay uh, played kind of a pseudo big man for his. Uh, I'll, I'll pull up his measurables real quick here. Yeah, I don't know much about Tyler Bay. He's one of those so guys like, he I haven't watched a lot. Super long and played a big in the Pac-12. Was Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. He might be the best defender in the draft. Truly, he might be. He's wow, that good really? and I think he is kind of a, a perfect modern-day tweener, which isn't such a bad thing anymore. Uh, so he's 6'7 with a 7'1 wingspan. So I think he's really a four in today's league. Um, yeah. He shot the ball pretty well. I want to say it was over 40%, but on very limited attempts per game. Played more out of that dunker spot, so I had a lot of uh, lobs, a lot of mm-hmm. hooks in the lane. But he was playing a big in college, which you get away with. He's not going to be able to play a center in the league at 6'7", obviously, but I think he can play the four, and I think he has the tools to stretch. I, I really like his game. I think he is an absolute lockdown defender, um, and I think if you can get him anywhere in the late teens to 20s, he's going to be a steal, which I think he'll wow, be there. Wow, awesome. So Tyler Bay's name to keep a, keep an eye on. Uh, yeah. Bay 14, and I got Jalen Smith 15, partially just because those rec specs are – just gorgeous but he's a he's a good versatile player too like i I could go more into him but i do like jalen smith um i think he's a good prospect so that rounds out my top 50 yeah he is he is he is talented i just don't love like i only had two centers like i just don't like yeah yeah 
like I think when you're talking about like for me projections like if they're not elite I just feel like they get lost or if they're any like if there's any like question about their position like what they're gonna do like it it just scares me like those guys just fall out of the league so fast for sure for sure Okay, so we got a lot coming up as far as free agency. There's already a ton of rumors. We uh, mentioned CP3, Russ, uh, to the Knicks maybe. There's a lot of a lot of talks heating up. So we really wanted to do this big board pod a couple days here before the draft, get this on record, get this out there. Uh, yeah. We will be talking uh, free agency coming up, and we're going to do mm-hmm. a live stream hopefully on Wednesday night for the draft. And so – uh, a lot of stuff coming up. NBA is heating up. Season's just around the corner. Um, thanks for hanging out with us today. Wanted to get our top 15. Hopefully we'll get Stu back in here on the next podcast. Uh, but until then, we will see you guys on the next parking lot. Peace.